Hello everyone, Pastor Cooper here, and welcome to The Midweek, uh, one of CFC's kind of podcast episode stylings in our CFC podcast channel. Um, This is simply just an opportunity for myself, Pastor Mark, and other guests to talk more um, from our Sunday messages or from other cultural moments that are happening, and to do so from a biblical perspective. Well, right now, um, we just started a summer series in the month of June, the rest of summer, in the book of Romans. And so we're going to be doing a lot of just unpacking more of what Paul is saying to the church in Rome and just some of the deep theological things that are there. So throughout this summer, we're going to be talking more and more about the book of Romans, unpacking some of those real deep theological nuggets that are there. And so we are excited about this. Uh, We might have some other little kind of episodes here and there throughout the summer. But I want to also say we have scripture journals and other journaling methods um, for you to use just to help dive into the book of Romans during this series. We're calling it The Simple Gospel. That's the book of Romans, The Simple Gospel, and how Paul really gives that theme throughout his entire letter. So, um, yeah, so coming up, here is this week's episode. Well, hello, everyone. Long time no hear or no see. Yeah. Or <laughs> well, it's been a long time since we saw anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On this podcast. Yeah, for sure. So they have never seen us once. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and in that, they can be blessed. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? We are handsome looking men in this tiny room that's hot and I'm starting to sweat already. And humid. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, though, because we've had... Just some stuff happening in camp, and so it's just our schedules have been a little bit off to have some time to record and talk about some stuff in the Book of Romans. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a, a whirlwind. I feel like oh yeah, of good stuff of good and stuff. Of some the past not two weeks. good stuff. Yeah, challenges. But, um, but for I sure. think and, and the same thing of just seeing the Lord work through. Um, obviously, I'm thinking about camp. Yeah, and just seeing students come to know who Jesus is, place yeah. their faith in Him is always just, I think, moments that um, really help mm-hmm. solidify just the main mission of why we do what we do. Um, in the midst of hard times, you can always be reminded and just go back to like, here's where God is working and here's where God is doing things. Yeah. And taking ground um, against the enemy, really, because mm-hmm. um, the enemy doesn't want people <laughs> to know who Jesus yeah. is. Right. And um, I think it's just really cool when, when young people just full on confess and believe in their heart. Jesus, Lord, and um, I really believe these these are pinnacle times for them, absolutely in, in their lives. And there's there's going to be probably some students who will have some ups and downs, like we all do. But sure. I believe that there's moments like this that are just key. So, but before we get into talking about youth camp and all that stuff, it has been hot. It's here been hot in the inland yeah. northwest, and I feel like this is like your prime time because you you're a Nevada boy. Oh yeah, so you're like hot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but even you've said a past couple times well, like, this is hot. I think my body's acclimated. Yeah. That's why it's, you know, I'm not as much a 115 guy anymore. Yeah. yeah. When it gets to be 90, I start to go, oh, hey, it's warm today. Yeah. And yeah. I, when I was a kid, yeah, 90 was like, oh, gosh, it's so cool today. Mm-hmm. What a nice, what a nice day. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is different. Yeah. Yesterday we were hanging out, went and hung out with my, my uncle, my uncle Bill and Aunt Polly are in town and my mom and. Uh, four of us went and walked down downtown and Spokane and walked by the river and yeah mm-hmm. we were like man it's hot today yeah <laughs> you feel the radiation oh yeah the radiating heat off of all the off buildings of all the concrete and, and the yep. buildings and yeah it seemed even hotter you wanted to just jump in the river yeah yeah for sure we 
are blessed. I think I mentioned a few times we have a pool in the yeah, house. Yep. And the Cheney pool is out of commission. That's right. Um, and so we've been, a lot of people have been calling us. <laughs> like, hey, can I we bet. come swim? Hey, Which we're like, yeah. Cooper, like, best go friend, yeah. buddy. <laughs> yeah, and what's, what's great is so our pool heater went out. Um, oh. But it's been hot. Yeah. So we were like, well, we won't fix it and really pay attention to it because it's just crazy hot and the water's been at a fine level. But the water temp, um, I just checked it yesterday, and it's 76. Mm. So it's, it's, it's getting brisk. up there. But um, the when it was, you know, in the 108s and stuff, the water temp was like 82. Oh. Because um, it was all in-ground pool, so the water right. cools itself back down in the pipes when it goes underneath the ground and stuff. So it's staying at 76. And we jumped in. It's kind of like, ooh. Like, yeah. None, none of the lakes are that cold that are around here. All the lakes are like in the low 80s to mid 80s right now. Yeah. So we're kind of like the coldest water around and it feels good. Yeah. But it's like the initial 10 seconds, you're like, whoo. Yeah. It just takes your breath away. Yeah. But, it but feels then really it feels good. great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a good time. So it's good. Yeah. So we've been, we've been in like the, the pool central. Yeah. Of different people. Absolutely. Stuff, which is fun because. Did you, you install a high dive? No, no, no. Okay, um, no high dive. But yes. our roof from our from our house yeah. can be that. So you okay. can jump off sure. of our house. Yeah, there we it's go. It's totally safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> would it be safe for me? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> because even you standing in our pool, you would, <laughs> you'd be up to your knees. No. Have I done that before? <laughs> I don't know. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and yeah. from a higher roof than your house. Yes. <laughs> and I was the same height and... Oh man, yeah, our pool, it's, it's an in-ground pool, but it's the deepest point is like six feet deep. Oh yeah, that wouldn't work for me. Yeah, yeah, because... <laughs> You were much taller than six feet. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, that would be a challenge. Yeah. No, it's, it's a good time. So, but yeah, so we got back from camp, um, like a week and a half ago and we shared on this last Sunday, a little highlight video and just a couple of stories and stuff, but, yeah. um, it was a super good time and mm-hmm. a super fun time. And so we thought just talking about a little bit of just the importance of camps and, and why we do it. Yeah. Um, and even just like retreats, obviously as adults, like we just don't get to sign ourselves up for a week away at a camp with a bunch of other like right. people. I mean, but there are opportunities for us to take retreats and conferences and things like that that can act very similar um, yes. to what like a camp does mm-hmm. for students. And really like something that I've been kind of core in my ministry philosophy is is always creating moments where people can put like a flag in the sand yes, and say like, Boom. Like I'm making a stand for Jesus or I'm recommitting some things or just mm-hmm. having a moment where they can really be like this. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. And camp definitely gives those moments yeah. for students and for adults too, like leaders of us that are up there right? Um, to make a flag in the sand moment. Um, but also what I'm key just with camps and this comes from David Llewellyn who I've served with for years and done camps with. And he always says the people you have fun with are the people you get real with. Yeah. And I think that's part of camp is we have a ton of fun up there. Yes. But yeah. we also get very real and we get down to just who Jesus is. We get to the core spiritual needs of us as humans that we mm-hmm. need and that's Jesus. But really having a fun atmosphere in a time where we can just relax but also mm-hmm. just be crazy helps break down and I've I've used this a while or for a while. I don't know if I've used it recently, but uh, students sometimes are candy coated marshmallows mm-hmm. really hard, you know, on the on outside, the outside but as soon as you break yeah. through that shell, they're just yeah. ooey gooey. And yeah. they're just, they, they're just, they just want, they mm-hmm. want to be known, loved and heard. And I think when we have fun and we do crazy things, it breaks down that hard shell, mm-hmm. but then, then they're just open to the gospel and they're open right. to just the Holy spirit 
doing things in their life. So I'm a yeah. huge, huge fan of camps and I've been doing them forever and a part of them and all that stuff. And, um, but I think we were just talking about not only the importance of why we do camp here at CFC with AMP Youth, but just the importance of taking time in yeah. your own life to just go away and to receive from the Lord and to receive from maybe if you're going to a conference or something from other people that are really like pouring into others um, to just kind of have those moments of, of faith. And so I don't know if you want to speak on that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'd love to yeah. because... Um, well, first of all, let me start with, I just loved what you said about camp, mm-hmm. um, because I got to go up for a couple of days and, and I really saw that model and I think it's very, very important. And mm-hmm. I, and I think, you know, cause I've done camps in all kinds of areas and all, I mean, I've done camps in Nevada and California and Colorado mm-hmm. and Oregon and all over the place. And, um, it's interesting how different people do it different ways, mm-hmm. you know, different districts do it yeah. different ways and different churches do it different ways. And. And I like the way we do it because it is very fun. And mm-hmm. I think that kids, it, it really, it really is true that um, you just, there's just something about the moments of having fun together that mm-hmm. does open you up to something a little deeper mm-hmm. later in that day. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, that's very true. I mean, I think of the kids that, um, you know, I took boating and mm-hmm. then later in the afternoon, they're connecting with me again. Sure. I didn't yeah. know them from Adam before. Mm-hmm. I just towed them around on a tube on the back of a boat and now we think we're friends you know and it's kind of cool like that mm-hmm. it's like it's like the, the the walls coming down a little bit you know you feel a yeah. little bit less guarded yeah and um and having fun together and but i also tried to make each each time in my boat a spiritual moment where i asked each each kid you know what what is jesus to you and um, so it was kind of fun to hear them processing who Jesus is and what he means to them and yeah. the importance of that. And and I think of camp also like as a as a time of transformation. It's mm-hmm. a moment in my life where I can let the Holy Spirit do something in me mm-hmm. that, frankly, I wasn't allowing him to do before. And that, to me, is the value of camps and retreats. Um, I think, especially as adults, we get into our routines, we get into our modes, and we get into our work weeks, and we get into our busyness of an American uh, person, and our life is busy. Our culture is busy. We we have a culture and a society that is built around being busy and doing stuff. We feel like we're... Um, we feel like we're better people the busier we are. Mm-hmm. We feel like sure. we're more productive, even though yeah. we're really not actually. I mean, we might be, but most of the time we're actually probably not more productive mm-hmm. um, because we're busy, because we're act, and act, because we're doing it shows something. success. Yeah, yeah. If you're busy. So, so oh, I've had a busy day. Yes, that's right. Oh, they're really. It important. shows success if there's a lot of things in my day to do. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I'm actually accomplishing things. It just means it, we think that mm-hmm. it's a part of our process. It's part of our mindset as Americans that we feel like we have success because there's things on our calendar to do. Um, and I think as people of God, especially, it's so vital for us mm-hmm. to have those moments of transformation, that those flag in the sand moments. Mm-hmm. But they don't happen in the daily routine very well um, unless mm-hmm. we're kind of open to it somehow. Right. We've We've put ourselves in a place where we're allowing the Holy Spirit to constantly do that in us daily, mm-hmm. that's kind of hard to do. And if you haven't done that and that's not the 
the way that you're living with the Lord, then you need some transformational moments. And that means so that you can get to that every day, to where you're living like right. with Jesus like that every day. But a lot of times what that takes is a camp or a retreat or a moment away. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's so important because um, we all need times to, and I think we, we need times to disconnect from society. Mm-hmm. We, we need to unplug. We need to, I love, I love what you do, you, you know, no phones, mm-hmm. so no social media, no contact with the world really. And I think we need that. We need that in our world, and we need to say, "Hey, I'm I'm going to this retreat, this man camp, this women's retreat, whatever, this marriage retreat," and and I am mm-hmm. I'm taking significant time to work on to work mm-hmm. on something, yeah, and to let the Holy Spirit transform something mm-hmm. in me, so that I'm living out God's good, pleasing, and perfect will more in my mm-hmm. life, which we're going to talk about in two weeks in Romans chapter twelve. Um. But I think that that's really important and vital to our lives and seems to be more accomplishable at a camp or a retreat mm-hmm. where yeah. we open ourselves up and we allow the Holy Spirit to really work. And so yeah. for me, I feel the same way that they're absolutely essential. And so whenever mm-hmm. our church offers something like that, mm-hmm. I just want to encourage you, go. Yeah. Do whatever you have to do. Wives, do whatever you got to do to get your, your husband to man camp. Men, do whatever you got to do to get your wife to go to a women's retreat. Um, you know, you got to take the weekend off. You got to watch the kids. You got to take some vacation time. Do it. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you got to do. Um, whatever you got to do to go to a marriage retreat, do it. I mean, you know, find call pay for a plane ticket for grandma to come and watch the kids for a weekend. Do you think she would complain? No, be the <laughs> highlight of her whole year. Yeah. So, um, you know, do whatever you got to do to to build into your life those moments of transformation, mm-hmm. um, and th- that I think are huge. Yeah. And and uh, I just want to encourage you. You know, let's throw the throw the challenge down, man. Yeah, yeah. I think what's so cool is. Um, our church really is behind this and yeah. that philosophy. And um, every year when we have camp come around, um, there's individuals who will, who will give specifically right. for scholarships yeah. for kids. And so this last year, those are heroes. We brought, man. we brought seven kids up that weren't able really financially to, to come up. We said, Hey, we got seven scholarships mm. that are available and each camp was one seventy five. So that's a, that's a significant amount of money that's that awesome. people say, hey, we want to like partner with mm-hmm. you guys. We believe in what you do. We believe in the power of camp. And even, I remember man, it was a couple of years ago, we did something as a church, just, it was, well, it was through Rooted and stories and just capturing people's stories. And it was more often than not that a person said it was at like a VBS or at a youth camp mm-hmm. where that's where they said yes to Jesus and actually started mm-hmm. like remembering and putting their faith into motion. Um, or they said yes to Jesus. Maybe they went off on their own kind of path, but then they remembered, man, right. I remember when I was 15, this moment. Yes. I need to, I like the Lord is doing something. I need, I, need, I need to go back to that moment, recommit my life and just live out now my faith. And it was right. really incredible just seeing people's stories of just knowing what that is. I know for, like for my mom, for instance, that was her story. Mm-hmm. And she's one of the main reasons why I would say like our family is a Christ following family. Right. She went to a, she was a big time athlete in high school in the seventies. She went to a basketball camp at Silver Lake, NBC basketball camps. And she was good and all that stuff. She's tall and blah, blah, blah. And she didn't know it was a Christian camp. 
Oh. Um, she saw it was a basketball <laughs> camp because her coach was like, go to this basketball camp and stuff. And so she went and they do a gospel message. Wow. First time she ever heard about this. She was like, yeah. And when we used to do our camps out at Silver Lake, she'd come out there and, and she'd go to the same exact log where she remembers sitting mm. and just contemplating all this stuff. And when a leader came up, you know, and said, hey, this, this is real. Like you're, you're a new creation. And she just remembers like being like, oh my gosh, like I'm new. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is real. And she was 15. So she went back home and, and told my grandparents who, who were not following Jesus at all during that time. And my grandpa freaked out, <laughs> <laughs> called the basketball camp and said, what the heck? What the heck are like, you doing? I sent my daughter to a basketball camp, not to some Jesus cult camp. <laughs> was all just jacked up and stuff. And it was hard for my mom to live out her faith at sure. home for the yeah. rest of her years because it just wasn't the same thing. But she stayed true with it. Mm-hmm. It was a true, honest thing and true heart change. And she's been a, uh, just a solid Christ follower. And since then, has been praying for her family. Her whole family has come to know the Lord mm-hmm. just through her initial salvation and all those things. So it's a, it a really cool story. But that was my mom's story, 15 years old. Yeah, It was it was there and, and then at this camp. Um, just talking to some students who have never been to church camp, never have been to church. Their parents, their families don't know Jesus. Don't They're like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Church is just not a thing. They don't even go to Christmas. Like It's mm-hmm. just like we don't do church. And seeing them raise their hand and get prayed for and talk with their leaders about who Jesus is, I was like, this this could be the, the, the moment, change. The defining moment. Like if they yeah. have a family in the future or their friends, like this is the moment that now can completely change the trajectory of multitudes of generations Yeah, is this moment right here. Yeah, And that's, I think, the perspective we have to hold mm-hmm. is knowing that these moments with these crazy, weird junior high kids and high mm-hmm. school kids is really the moment that will change generations. Yes. And so and let's, reach, let's reach a generation before it's lost. Exactly. And so that's what we're really attempting to do and putting effort into is, is seeing like the bigger picture of, yeah. No, th- these are moments that are going to affect generation after generation mm-hmm. after generation, just like it did for my mom. Yeah, and I think I also think it can help your growth in Christ. Like mm-hmm. I had a moment like what you're talking about in my breakout session. The kids asked me, um, as the teacher of that breakout session, when when did you first speak in tongues? We were talking about speaking mm-hmm. in tongues. They had that question, and they asked me, when did you first speak in tongues? And it was at camp. Mm-hmm. You know, it was this. I was already saved. Yeah. But I had a moment of growth and change in my walk with Jesus mm-hmm. when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and I spoke in tongues. And that moment, you know, was just a moment of growth for me. I experienced sure. something new yeah. about the Lord and I and it and it's changed the way I live for Jesus. Yeah. And that those types of moments happen at camp too. But it's interesting how you're right. A lot of those moments that you can go back to are at a moment where you took a camp. You went to camp, you went to a mm-hmm. retreat, you took time away, and God did something cool for you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, um, we can obviously talk about camps and all that stuff. We you could know, spend forever, the whole podcast. But, but I think like, like what we're yeah. saying is is even when there's opportunities for like women's retreats or for man camp and just different things or conferences that we're talking about, is truly, truly put effort into making that a part of just what you're doing because um, only good things happen from, from those, yes. you know? yeah. And they're always they're always fun. They're always a good thing. But also, I feel like the Lord always does does stuff. He does up at camps and retreats, and that's mm-hmm. what I think we should all be striving for. So, well, we're going to transition just now into um, more of what we were talking about on Sunday, and we were in Romans chapter ten. And so, our previous 
Sundays, you know, Romans chapter eight, Romans chapter nine. We didn't do any midweek podcast on those, and we might circle back around and and do some stuff. We thought it would just be good to just even, I guess, I mean, not briefly, but it's pretty straightforward what we want to talk about in Romans ten, and that's just those main verses that you centered on to Romans ten nine and ten, um, just talking about really truly like if you confess through your mouth, believe in your heart. Jesus, Lord, you will be saved. Like Paul just lays it out, mm-hmm. just like purely, like here's here's right. or here's where it's, here's where yeah. you get saved right here, you know. Right. And so I think we were talking about just talking more on that importance, but also what you're saying is this is a great verse to go to if you're sharing the gospel with someone, yes, or if you are ministering to somebody in your neighborhood at your work or whatever. Yeah, and it comes to these moments where they're like, well, what do I do to be saved? Right. If you remember Romans ten nine. Or in Romans 10, 10, that's like your go-to verses. Right. And it's just a simple, like, here's how someone is saved. Mm-hmm. It's not a magic formula. You don't have to say a word or a prayer verbatim. It's simply the the heart yes. and then the confession right. of who Jesus is. And so why don't you just talk a little bit more mm-hmm. on that? Yeah, I, I think it's it's great um, for, for that. Um, whenever I have an opportunity to share my, my faith in Jesus with someone... And I, you know, I'm always looking to get to the conversation about how, how they feel about Jesus. What do you think about Jesus? And what do you think about faith in Jesus? But eventually, you know, my hope and my heart is that I get to ask them, would you like to make Jesus your, your personal Savior? You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's a moment that I'm looking for because it's the most important thing in the world. Um, and when they, you know, if they get to that point that, you know, we've had probably several conversations honestly, at that point, mm-hmm. um, I, I, in my head, I'm thinking Romans 10, nine and 10 and really 10, nine first. Mm-hmm. And, but that, um, as they say, yes, I would like to make Jesus my savior. Then, then I'm, I want to do two things with them. And that is in Romans 10, nine. And that is, I want them to confess Jesus as Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them to say with their mouth, I believe that Jesus needs to be my savior and Lord. Yeah. And then um, they need to believe something else that's really important, and that is that Jesus came back from the dead. Right. That the resurrection is uh, a big part of our salvation, the cross and the resurrection. I explain all that with someone and the importance of that and what it does in their life. And kind of like what I talked about on Sunday, that the cross pays for the penalty of our sin and the resurrection mm-hmm. destroys the power of sin in our lives. And it can't hold us back from from being in heaven. You know, I talk about all those things and mm-hmm. I kind of weave my conversation through those things. And honestly, every conversation is different. Mm-hmm. Um, every person is different and the conversation goes different. But I'm thinking about this verse, mm-hmm. like behind the scenes and letting the Holy Spirit lead me. But but this is like the, the foundation kind of of my conversation. Mm-hmm. And then it's also the foundation of my prayer with them. You know, that, that moment of confession and that moment of um, saying yes to Jesus, I just kind of walk them through this prayer mm-hmm. or a prayer that's kind of centered on this verse. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you can kind of do it any way. You can yeah. have them repeat the prayer with you. Uh, you can read the verse and have them make mm-hmm. up their own prayer right there. You can, I mean, you can do a whole bunch of different things as long as the, um, I mean, this verse kind of lays it out. If, and I'm going to read it from New Living Translation, but if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Okay, mm-hmm. this, so this is this is a pretty 
this is a flag in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. your flag in the sand moment. This is a transformational moment. What do I have to do to be saved? I have to confess. The NIV says, confess with my mouth that Jesus mm-hmm. is Lord because there is power in our confession, mm-hmm. right? And then I have to believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. They're the mm-hmm. same in NIV and New Living. Yeah. Um, and when, I, when I've done those things, that's my moment of salvation. And then from that point on, I'm just going to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think this verse is huge. I think it's a verse we every one of us as Christians should know and understand mm-hmm. and have, have it worked out in our head how I would use this verse to yeah. talk to a friend or a neighbor or a family member about this and just mm-hmm. kind of work my way through it. Uh, and, and so I think that, that, that it's really good and very, very helpful. And, um, you know, I mean, there's lots of verses in scripture that I think, you know, are pretty helpful. Mm-hmm. I just happen to think this one's the most helpful. Yeah. Um, and then there are other verses in scripture that we th- maybe think are helpful and maybe aren't as helpful as we want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. when you, when you really get down to it, does that verse really talk about my salvation or is it talking about something else? Yeah. And so I've yeah. picked this one in particular because it actually says, when you do these things, you will be saved. Yep. I think that's something that's really important and clear to make. Uh, maybe like the Hollywood, um, or traditional thing is people would say the Lord's prayer. Right, you know, so like, yeah. like your last confession, or like you know, any mm-hmm. like war movie, right? Yeah, where they like storm the beach. <laughs> yes. There's like yeah. the you know whoever's like, hey, let's say the Lord's Prayer. declares the Lord's prayer over them, which is right. not a bad thing, right? Like at all, you yeah. know. And I think like it's it's a great prayer, but I think the context of what Jesus is doing in that is different than what yeah. Paul is saying. It's not a salvation moment. No, no, no. So yeah. if you read through the Lord's Prayer, um, there's stuff about forgiveness and forgiving one another, and not you know temptation and stuff, but it doesn't necessarily line up with what Paul is saying in 10.9. Where ten, Paul is right. like, the end goal is that you're saved. Mm-hmm. The end goal of what he's saying in all of Romans is that you understand that it's about Jesus, mm-hmm. what he did, his death, resurrection. If you believe in that, you're saved. And if you read through the Lord's Prayer, it doesn't really... <laughs> right. You, know, you don't have a, a moment of like saying, like, I believe Jesus died, rose again, and that he mm-hmm. is my Lord. And it's not even the context of the verses. Right. That's right. not even what Jesus is saying. Yeah. If we wanted to pick a context of some verses where Jesus might be saying that, it would probably be, uh, you know, where Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life mm-hmm. to Martha. Like, right. Martha, hey, do you believe this? Mm-hmm. I am the way, the truth, and the truth, and the life. Yep. And no, no one, one gets to the in, Father yeah. except through me. Like, he's making a flag in the... Mm-hmm. Sand moment right there. Hey, Martha, this is what you have to believe about me mm-hmm. to be saved. Yeah. The Lord's Prayer does not do that. Right. It's right. it's not a, that's right. not even what he's trying to, Yep. not the point he's yeah. trying to make at all no, in, no. in Matthew 6. So I think this is a really good healthy remind, reminder of um, just knowing that it's about a confession that Jesus is Lord. And I loved on Sunday how you made that distinction too of, of the word Lord. Mm-hmm. That's used, and it's used in multiple translations. Yes, um, which is key because that is what they wanted to write yes. in the original Greek. Right. Um, it's not that Jesus was a nice guy. Confess yep. Jesus was my Savior, which is there, and which is good, but is Lord, um, right. and that's important because, like you said on Sunday, when somebody is the Lord of your life, they are like your master. They you you submit to them in all things that you're doing, and so I think even in the moments of a person's salvation, when they just say, hey, like Jesus, yeah, you you died for me. There's kind of this 
this perspective of you did this for me. And it's kind of like this, I, I, I need this, yes. And so it's just kind of like this consumeristic thing where when you say, Jesus, you are my Lord, that then already elevates Jesus above you and you submit to them and you say, I believe you died for me. Right. But I will also believe you rose again. And I'm going to submit to you in all things of my life. There's a big distinction Huge. in that than saying like, you died for me. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I'm forgiven. Sweet. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, there's got to be that clear distinction of the proper place that Jesus is in your life. Right. When it comes to living your life out and actually being a true Christ follower. Right. And that goes into a lot of different conversations mm-hmm. of all the situations. But I think what's just so good is you can always go back to Romans 10, 9 and 10 and just say, boom, here it is. Here it is. Black yeah. and white. When it comes to somebody saying yes to Jesus, mm-hmm. believing in their heart and confessing with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, and that he rose from the grave. Mm-hmm. Like that's a clear cut distinction in that. And so if somebody's like, well, I don't know if I've actually done that. It's like, well, great, let's do let's that. Let's do that right now. You know, well, I went to church most of my life and I believe in Jesus. Yeah. Well, did you have a, a moment where you actually did this? Mm-hmm. Well, no, not really. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. And like you said on Sunday, it's a hundred percent guarantee like Paul says, yep. that you will be saved. Yeah. Anyone who calls, like it says in Romans 10, 13, anyone who calls on the Lord will be saved. Right. Like this is that moment to call on the Lord yeah. in that. And that's why I made a point on Sunday too that I, I really see two uh, false ideas about salvation in the United States. And the first one is that, you know, my good outweighs my bad. And then the mm-hmm. second is, oh, I know about God. Mm-hmm. So I'm good. Right. And neither are true mm-hmm. because neither are about relationship and neither are, are about a confession I made. Mm-hmm. I just know about God. Well, yeah. Good night. I mean, you took a religion 101 class, right, in college. Mm-hmm. So now you know about God, so you're saved. That's right. That's not how it works. And God wants so much more with us. Mm-hmm. Um, God created us for relationship. And I sometimes I think we, we miss the point of, wow, God wants relationship with me. That's... That's profound. Mm-hmm. That's, that's profoundly deep and awesome that God loves you and God made you mm-hmm. and he created you because he wants relationship with you. Mm-hmm. That's how much he values you. Yeah. That's, how, how, that's how important you are to him and to yourself and to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but you only get that. In Christ, mm-hmm. you only understand that when you understand that you're a child of God mm-hmm. and you're a child of the King. Yeah. And Romans ten nine helps you start that process. Yeah, and that's why I think it's so important that we make that confession of salvation, and that there's that mm-hmm. moment where you know you say it, yeah. and you and you and then you start living it. And by the way, it doesn't make you perfect. Mm-hmm. It just means you you are born again, like Jesus said, right? Yeah. And uh, it was interesting yesterday, I was sitting on the couch and I was holding my grandson, Jackson. Mm-hmm. And uh, my uncle was sitting next to me on the couch and he's he just loves Jesus with all of his heart. It's so awesome. I love my Uncle Bill. And um, he said, you know, it's interesting as you hold Jackson there and, you know, you got you to gotta kind of hold him <laughs> mm-hmm. because otherwise he's going to fall off your lap or whatever. Mm-hmm. That That's how we all started in Christ. Mm-hmm. We all started like this, you know, as a baby Christian where we needed people to hold us Mm -hmm. and we needed people to teach us and help us Mm -hmm. and 
um, you know, do all the things you would do like with a baby. You yeah. know, there's a lot of symbolism there. And that's why, by the way, community is so important. That's mm-hmm. why the church, the local church, and us attending and being part and being in mm-hmm. relationship with other believers, that's why that is so important. And and a lot, I hear a lot of people say, well, you know, man, I've lived for Jesus a long time, and, and uh, you know, I just, I just have my own church at home now. And the problem with that is, wait a second, you're supposed to be, mm-hmm. the, if you're a mature believer, then you're supposed to be the one holding a baby now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're not there. You're you're gone. You're you think home. Your your church is the golf course or whatever else now, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. The problem with that philosophy is we're all in this together, and we're called. If I'm mature, then I'm called to be uh, developing and discipling and helping someone else understand who Jesus is, and teaching and training and mm-hmm. and helping disciple that person because I've lived with Jesus for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that as a new believer, I need someone like that. And if you're not here, if you're not in the local church, then you're you're robbing the local church, mm-hmm. the bride of Christ, by the way, of that very gift that it needs in the community and in the world. And so um, this community that we call the local church is just absolutely vital for this whole process to happen in a very healthy mm-hmm. and godly way. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, as just kind of a recap, like within this chapter of chapter 10, Paul just kind of hits it right on the head. Like here's where it, here's where it happens. Mm-hmm. You believe in your heart and confess with that faith. And that's what he kind of built in his kind of argument all before with um, it's all about Jesus, not about the law. And Abraham was made righteous through his faith. He's just like, here's where it comes down for you guys now. Like believe in your heart and then confess because right. it's by faith mm-hmm. that we are saved. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where he's just making it huge. And again, with the audience of the Jews who are reading this and, right. and the Gentiles too, but mostly the Jews, um, they're like, what? Yeah, It's by our faith that we're saved. Mm-hmm. And Paul is just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he just mentions that time and time again. And, and he gives the, I mean, he has the authority and he says, boom, here's how it happens right mm-hmm. here. This is how you get to heaven right Right here. It's not by doing X, Y, Z on any list yeah. or whatever. Following or, the law. Yeah. It's not about finding in Indiana Jones the, the cup <laughs> and dipping it in the water <laughs> and got to find a carpenter's cup. Right. Not the big king chalice because yeah. you know what happens? You turn into a claymation and yeah. you melt. Yes, that's yeah. true. <laughs> you but, chose poor. Yeah. You chose wisely. <laughs> Yeah. So, which, by the way, is sidetracked. They're making a new Indiana Jones right now. I saw that. I'm like, can uh, it really be yeah. that good? He's come on, Harrison Ford, man. He's yeah. never. He's never gonna age. Is he gonna have a cane in the movie? I don't know. Wheelchair? I don't know, man. Who knows? But yeah. Why mess up a good thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. We might end our podcast talking about Indiana Jones now. <laughs> um, but I think something I was just thinking about, too, and I don't know if we've really talked through this on Sunday or even our midweek, but um, the Romans Road to Salvation. Yeah. And using just key verses in the book of Romans mm-hmm. that can really help you have that conversation with someone. And so you kind of go Romans 3.23, 6.23, Romans 5.8, and then Romans 10.9. 10, 10, nine, yeah. It's kind of like this Romans road mm-hmm. of just explaining the gospel to somebody mm-hmm. and how... 
we're all sinners and the wages of our sin is death. Mm-hmm. But the free gift of God is salvation through Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you do that by confessing that he is Lord, believing in your heart. Right. And so it's kind of this like succinct way of just bringing somebody into a process of understanding the gospel and right. responding to it. Yeah. Um, and that's why I love our definition. Again, I, the more and more I read our definition of what the gospel is, mm-hmm. Jesus crucified and uh, risen to set me free. Right. It's just like so clear within the whole book of Romans. Like each time I'm just like, man, we, that was a good definition. You know, right. I'm just like the simple gospel is this. And that's mm-hmm. what Paul hits time and time again. And so, yeah. yeah, so it's good stuff in that. So it is good stuff. Cool. Well, I think, I think we're good. Yeah. Um, and again, kind of short and sweet yeah. little podcast and um, we should be kind of getting back onto our schedule mm-hmm. a little bit of doing some more midweek stuff um, talking through some more some more bits and pieces of the book of Romans um, next week we're restarting reading again yep on um, the book of Romans and so we got that um, next kind of way of reading through the book and that's some key verses to write out yep to draw out or just write out on a piece of paper or type it out or whatever but just centering your reading on a single verse that's pretty prominent within that day's reading. Like the first one, we read Romans chapter 1, verses like 1 through 20-something. But we're saying, hey, center on Romans 1, 16. Right. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Like right. center on that, write that out. Just, you know, meditate on that one mm-hmm. scripture. The next day, we do the same thing. Yeah. So, And then ask your two questions. Yep. 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 And so, um, yes, yeah, so we'll have that like bookmark thing on our website you can download mm-hmm. we're also going to on those text messages if you get the, the daily reading bible reading text messages reminders we'll have it in there as well like here's the verse to mm-hmm. to think about so right yeah it's sounds good, good stuff yeah cool well that, that's it all right thanks everyone thanks for listening have a great week